Hey champions, this is your weekly podcast about Genesis Battle of Champions. And in this cast, we talk about everything related to game design, development, testing, and more for Genesis. I'm Asid, the creator and lead designer. In this episode, I wanted to make it a little bit personal and go back to why we made Genesis, kind of the origins of it all. So to start this off, I got to start when I was kind of young. Uh, my second oldest brother, surprisingly enough, he he was a big influence to me as a game designer. When I was young, he used to make a lot of games for us. I remember going to visit people's houses who didn't have kids. And it was me and my three older brothers, and we would have nothing to do. So my second oldest brother would make these kind of RPG, D&D type of games where we would make a character on the car ride to this place. We would make our characters. We would get there and he would lead us through a campaign. And these used to be super fun. And then I remember back in 1995, he created a game. Oh, what was it called? I don't remember. but (laughs) And I'm sure one day he's going to reach out to me and tell me what the name of that game was. But it combined basically tag and the game war so you would hide around and you'd tag someone and if you tag them and you then you go into the game of playing war so you had your own deck that you carried around with you but you had an advantage for sneaking up on them and tagging them and then there were different classes if you were a warrior you had different types of cards so like more clubs but if you were a mage you had hearts and the symbols did things it was relatively complex and then we played it so much so i grew up not just playing games that are created by someone else but games that are created by someone who who was in my house who i could ask questions to so i remember making my own games up when i was little very much in his image i made a lot of games similar to the ones he made and looking back at that i never realized that i had that kind of influence when i was growing up so that's kind of cool he now designs some games on uh iphone and you can find them in the app store he has a really cool one about uh oh it's just like insults for developers and stuff like that they're pretty cool stuff uh so then i grew up a little bit and my cousin uh one day posed this question to us and uh, honestly, everyone else could come up with an answer so quickly, but it took me years to figure out my own answer. And he asked me, what makes you happy? And I was, I had nothing. Just silence for about three years. And then one day he came up to him and I'm like, cards. I love to shuffle cards. I don't know why. I don't know how that got part of my habit, but I just love it. I love different shuffles. I love the feel of having a deck of cards in my hand. Uh, It is just awesome. Now, all this was happening concurrently with me playing CCGs, collectible card games. So I started off with the biggest of them all. I started off playing Magic. This was at the time Ice Age was released. It was a brand new set. I remember getting my Kravakian Vampire. It was my all-time favorite card at the time. And we played for about six months to a year. And then my oldest brother uh, got introduced to a collectible card game called Overpower. And it hit my family like crazy. All of us started playing it. My cousins started playing it. Family friends started playing it. It was 
a Marvel game that eventually DC bought into and you got to make a team of your favorite superheroes and you battle against your opponent's team. There are a lot of things about that game that were really, really cool. Yes, it was a simplistic game and it's a shame that it died out. One of the biggest problems these type of games have, in my opinion, is the IP. Once the IP runs out, what do you do next? And bringing in DC was great, but that came in with its own set of challenges. I mean, think about it. How many games do you know out there that have both Marvel and DC licensing? There aren't a whole lot. I know you're going to think of Versusism, but I mean, there's two. Uh, so this is what uh, I played Overpower for a long time. Uh, eventually, Overpower stopped being sold in stores. The game was discontinued. I played Pokemon for a little bit, and then I met one of my friends at the time, and he was really into Overpower. We ended up buying my brother's collections, my cousin's collections off of them, and then reselling them to our uh, friends. So everyone had their own collections, and we played as a group in school. Uh, that lasted for a little while. And then I think for like grade eight and grade nine, there's just no card games in my life. Um, I met some of my best friends. I mean, co-creator of Genesis. I met him in grade nine, uh, Lionel Nunes, a great guy, brilliant guy. Uh, and, uh, we weren't playing any card games at that time. And then near the end of grade nine, my second oldest brother, he comes up to me. He's like, you know, why don't the two of us get back into magic? Um, it was, I guess it was a bonding thing for him. He wanted to relate to me somehow. So he was like, let's get back into magic. So the two of us did. And uh, we we went to our first booster draft. I remember at the end of the draft, we did the rare redraft. I don't know if anyone knows about this, but it's at the end of the draft. Everyone takes the rares that you drafted for that tournament, put them back on the table, and then first place grabs something. Second place, and you go through the list, everyone grabbing one rare. And you do this again, and you do this again. Uh, and then the first top places sometimes get four rares because there are foils that go back into that pool. I remember grabbing uh, Cunning Wish because at that time, that card was very, very undervalued. And I was last place in that tournament, and I still got Cunning Wish. I wish I had held on to it because that card skyrocketed in value later. Anyway, so we did that draft, and then afterwards... All my other brothers got back into magic, and then my brother's friends got back into magic, and my friends got into magic, and we had this huge community going on in, in high school, and uh, we ended up, yeah, playing a lot of magic for a very, very long time. It's a lot of fun. Um, something I didn't kind of note on is both in magic, I said this in Overpower, we sold our collections, but I did this when I played Pokemon as well. I, when I was done playing it, I ended up selling out my entire collection, made a profit on that selling, which was pretty cool. And then uh, even with magic, when we were playing as a community, my third oldest brother would actually go and buy magic product at a discount from out of the city, bring it back to the city. And, uh, we then resold it and at a cheaper price than all the other hobby shops in the area. And this worked great for us. Uh, we were able to fuel our passion and create a good community that came, did booster drafts, sealed tournaments, played constructed with us. It was a lot of fun. So after everyone kind of slowly faded out and didn't play magic as much anymore, uh, it was near the end of high school for me. And 
me and my friends, we still wanted to play a card game, but we didn't really have the money for Magic. Uh, university was around the corny, a corner. Uh, I didn't have a part-time job, so uh, we needed to find a new game that was kind of cheaper. So one night, I had a dream that me and my best friend made our own game, uh, and that was in grade 10. And for a little while, we did try working on that game. And then in grade 12, I was like, why don't I just start designing games again? So I got back into designing games. It was a cheap way. A whole bunch of us would get together, design the games, cut them out of paper, and then put them into sleeves and just play our own games that we made. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Then we got to university and some of us had some more money because of part-time jobs and things like that. So we got back into magic. So we had an on and off relationship with magic for a very long time. And then uh, sometime during university, I wanted to explore other CCGs and I played a whole bunch of them. And I played one called Anachronism. And if you've played that and you've played Genesis, you know that there are there's one really, really big similarity and that's the arena. Anachronism implemented this idea of having a board, having an arena, and moving around it turn by turn. It was good. I personally didn't think they executed it to the best of their potential. Uh, no downplay on those game designers. It was a great game and a lot of kudos to them. But I wanted to give another spin to it. And my friend, uh, one of my friends at the time, he was like, why don't we use an arena and redesign our game and uh, put the arena aspect into it. So we did that and we called that game Origins. That was the first game that I started to seriously design. I spent so much time thinking about every aspect and how to put it together, uh, how to make a really, really good gaming experience. Then sometime during university, I took an internship in Seattle. When I moved to Seattle, I had no friends. Uh, my third oldest brother lived in Seattle at the time, and I was living with him. And uh, I had to kind of start a social network from scratch again. So I started going to this hobby shop and playing drafts there, Magic the Gathering drafts. And I did really well. I was in first place for months. It was kind of just known that I would get there. And people really liked it because I always took my winnings and redistributed to anyone who I beat because I didn't think it was fair. I didn't need the packs. Those people did. So I took all my winnings and distributed to everyone who I beat who could have got to a higher place if I wasn't in the tournament. Um, but on the side, I was designing Origins. Uh, and my brother and his friends would come and play test every single week. And I started coming up with some really cool ideas. And that's where I first thought of this idea of combining both magical resource and physical resource, aura and energy into the game to create classes for characters. So you could have a fighter and a caster. And these classes in Origins actually mattered. So your champion would have the world they belong to, the class they belong to, along with one affiliation. And that would dictate what cards you could put into your deck. So... When we did that, it was a really, really cool concept. We still had this entire idea of deck cost. That's what Chi used to be called, um, but it's your deck value, your deck cost. Every single card had a cost to put into your deck. Uh, and playtesting was very, very tight. It was a great game, very well designed. The only problem was it wasn't designed for market. It wasn't designed to be put into booster packs. It was designed to be played if you had infinite copies of every single card. Really, really great as an LCG, not so well as a CCG. 
Anyway, so after my internship in Seattle, after creating this really awesome game, I took it back to Canada and I was uh, still, at that time I was attending University of Toronto and I was in my third year and, there was so, and I was studying computer science and I had all these courses of really intense logic and math things and I couldn't grasp my head around the material they were trying to give us so I was I needed another outlet another way to study this stuff so I started putting it into origins and figuring out how does this work with the origins template this worked really well because my entire average every single semester went up by at least 10 points it was a great experience and I learned so much from creating origins but then I graduated university and went to the work field and I took a job as a uh, software tester, QA, at a small healthcare startup called Patient Order Sets. They've later been renamed Think Research, but that's what they were named at that time. So I worked at Patient Order Sets as a QA and it, it was a good experience, but I felt like there was so much more I could have learned, so much more about how companies organize, how teams are grown, how I can be of more value. So I wanted to learn how to take a product and take it to market. So I started working on Origins again, but I wanted to redesign it as a game that I could actually sell. Uh, this didn't go very far. I couldn't do a lot with it because I didn't have a lot of people I was working with. I was very isolated when I was living in Toronto originally. Then what happened was I left the uh, patient order sets, joined a company called The Working Group. And there they had this entire network of people who were doing their own side thing and building their own products. And I decided to join that group and work on my own game and try to do some user testing off of it. I figured, okay, I'm in the QA space. I'm great with software, but I wanted to learn how to do other styles of testing. So. I reach out to Lionel and I say to him, hey, I want to figure out how to take product to market and uh, do you want to go on this adventure with me? He says, sure. So the two of us start working on Origins and we take it out to do some play testing at uh, ANC Cards and Face to Face Games Toronto. And it was a great experience doing this play testing. Uh, we learned so much and we really refined the game. We made it amazing at the time and I'm so proud of where we took the game uh, and shortly after doing that playtesting um, I hit a really hard point in my personal life my mom got diagnosed with cancer and uh, I took time off from any work on Genesis uh, on Haunted Castle Gaming or any of my side projects and I worked uh, weekdays, uh, you know, nine to five, and then after work, I I would find ways to I would be thinking my mom a lot. I would go visit her in Cambridge a lot on the weekends. I was there all the time, and then uh, life life got a little rough for a little while. Um, my mom became terminal, and she ended up passing away. And through her passing, I learned I wanted to do something in her memory. I wanted to carry forth a lot of what she taught me about the world and the uh, life I should live. And she taught me to, um, if you're going to do something, do something with passion. 
do something that makes a difference in the world and makes people happy. So I left my job at TWG and I came back to Patient Orders at Think Research. And I was working at Think Research very happily for a very long time. Great team. I worked with some amazing people and I really honed my skills as a software tester. But I could never give up this urge to work on Genesis, this urge to make my own game. Um, and then it wasn't too much later that my cousin, uh, a few years older than me, also passed away from cancer. And uh, in his passing, I learned a really big lesson that it's not just what you do, but what you bring to it. You need to believe in what you're working for. You need to do something with a higher purpose. Uh, so I really focused on, okay, what would Haunted Castle Gaming do? If I were to make this into a full-fledged company, what would it do? And I learned one thing, one really key thing about who I am and how I can help the world around me. I am someone who loves to learn. I've never stopped learning. Even doing these podcasts is a whole other learning experience for me. I've never done something like this. And it's so different and it's so deep that I figured I want to learn as much as I can with my life. And I want to help other people learn too. I want to help other people break out of their shells and do something really crazy. And that's when I focused on Genesis a lot. And I really shaped the experience around some key things that I was learning within my life. But one of the things I wanted to learn was how to take a game to market. So we printed off the first of 30 copies of Genesis. I worked really hard with an art team to get all the pieces done, put it all together, and I took it to SkyCon. SkyCon's first event was held uh, October 2017. And that was the day Genesis went for sale for the very first time. And we were there testing the market. We were thinking we would sell four copies in a two-day period, and that would be good for us. We ended up selling 16 copies in those two days. Those 30 copies I originally bought were sold within six weeks. We were moving a lot faster than I could have ever possibly imagined. And that's what brought me to doing Haunted Castle Gaming full-time. I I know I do this in memory of my mother, in memory of my cousin, Nabil Kreshi. I do this in honor of my family who got me here, uh, my cousin who helped me find my happiness in life, and my brothers who were always there for me, playtesting or giving me ideas or just being an inspiration and I know that this is going to be a really great game it, everyone who plays it loves it it's growing so much faster than I could ever ever imagined so if you're ever looking for the origin stories of Genesis it started off with origins and now we're at Genesis but I think the big thing I wanted everyone to take out of my story and from what I've learned so far is be true to you, yourself, uh, love the people around you, and be grateful for the life you have.
it's been a long, long road to get me to where I am today. I'm so proud of the product we've released. The game's amazing. The artwork's amazing. Everyone who's been part of this journey is so proud of it. I have no regrets of what we've done to this point. And I know it's just going to be such a big thing. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any follow-up questions or uh, Zork that was the name my brother name of the game my brother made when we were little kids it was called Zork uh, anyways uh, there's so much more to that story I've left out so much but I'm already coming over 20 minutes and I don't want to take this any longer than it has to be um, so with that in mind that's everything for this cast I hope you enjoyed it if you have any topics, anything you want me to cover in future casts, any questions about anything related to this game, feel free to reach out to us at uh, contact us at hauntedcastlegaming.com. Uh, yeah, you can find that on the website at, under the contact us section. And that's it for now. Bye. <laughs>